The following program contains strong language, adult humor, and is meant for immature, mature audiences only. Parental discretion is advised. Um, you can choose to put this next part in or not, but uh, I did this entire podcast naked. All right, welcome to John and Warren Go on a Tangent, the show where we pick a subject and try to stick to it and fail miserably with varying results. Uh, My name is Warren. And my name is John. And Warren, you have our topic for today. Where are we starting? Well, uh, I did say that I had something in mind last week, and I still can't remember for the life of me what the hell that is. So I wanted to talk a little bit about respect, like what that means to you, what that means to me, definitions, crap like that, and uh, see what we think about that. To me, that's kind of a complicated area because I think about, I think about the nineties and I think about the, the gang culture that was portrayed to, you know, suburban white people. Cause that's how I grew up mm-hmm. and that there was a lot of disrespect going back and forth from what I remember. And, uh, it's, it's just so subjective. Like uh, I know, I know I've disrespected somebody in the past mm-hmm. without having that intention whatsoever. And so it's, it's really hard to know what respect is for somebody else, but what it is for me basically not being an asshole and taking the time to understand the situation. Like, I I don't know if you've ever had a situation where somebody's just like screaming at you Mm -hmm. because you're, you're basically just there and you're, you're an employee of the company that's pissed them off and you're, I mean, you're just sitting there getting berated and completely disrespected. And Mm -hmm. I think that's just a complete inability or unwillingness to try to understand what the situation is. Because more than likely in those situations for me, whatever the issue is, was not my fault whatsoever. So I don't know why I got to deal with your shit. That I, that I get after having done pizza for like 10 years, had my share of people like, being super angry because you know their pizza took a long time and it's like hey dude it's friday night <laughs> and uh you called at 5 15 <laughs> you think you were you think you were getting your pizza in you know 20 minutes <laughs> it just or doesn't less. <laughs> yeah sorry it's not gonna happen uh, I, okay here's an here's another question um how does one in your mind, how, how does a person go about gaining respect or is it like freely given? I don't know. I'm, I mean, I guess that kind of opens it up too to the idea that there's kind of different tiers of respect, I'd say, because you can pay somebody respect that you don't even know, but it's, mm-hmm. it's more of a nicety. It's more of a, a manners type thing and less mm-hmm. of a, you, you legitimately respect that person. Um, but 
then there's a, the other people that maybe you work with professionally or somebody in your group of friends or your partner or whatever, those types of relationships, those would be, yeah, I think it would just be a, a consistent behavior for the most part. Like if you, I don't, actually, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm a little bit of an enigma on this one. I think a lot of people might be a little bit more picky about who they're respectful towards um, and why and, and what criteria there is. But um, I feel like anybody that I welcome into my life, I, I do kind of automatically respect them um, for one reason or another. I respect, I respect who they are. I respect their choices. I respect their communication style. Um, and I appreciate it. And kind of going back to what we've talked about in the past is that acceptance piece too, is I think those two kind of go hand in hand, acceptance and respect. Do you think it's possible? Uh, so it sounds to me, and I could be wrong, misunderstanding. It sounds to me like, um, in your mind, love and respect can go hand in hand. Um, not that they always will, but do you also think it's possible to like genuinely dislike somebody and still respect them? Oh yeah, I have a fantastic example of that. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> Jillian's <laughs> Jillian's sister. I I don't really like her. I don't enjoy her company. I kind of wince a little bit every time that I know we have to go hang out, and I make the best of it when it's time to hang out. Um, but I still respect her as a human. Like I respect the path that she's on and the journey she's on, and and I respect the choices that she makes and what she's capable of. And, you know, I, I think she's a, uh, a highly, very functional person. I think she, she's very intelligent. She's very, she can be very organized. She can get laser focused. Like there's a lot of things that I can respect about her, even though I don't want to spend time with her. I can see that. So uh, the reason I asked that particular question is, because of my cousin, actually, my cousin Bill, who's a really, really smart guy, a really great guy, and I enjoy hanging out with him. One of the few family members I have who I don't want to punch square in the face. Not always, though, because we don't always agree on everything. And, you know, what better way to solve a disagreement? I mean, talking, <laughs> what the hell? Um, <laughs> who does that? So, <laughs> yeah, he's like a very firm believer that, like, you don't respect everybody you don't respect people just as like a general human being you like respect is something that is earned um something that you become worthy of he says that anything else is just cordiality or politeness and i it's interesting to me because for the longest time, I'm just like, I don't agree because, you know, one of the definitions of respect is to consider someone worthy of high regard. You can consider somebody worthy of high regard simply for being a human being, but can you? <laughs> and I've been thinking about that a lot lately um, uh, because uh, actually it was just earlier this week, a person that I've known for almost 10 years now posted something on good old Facebook, but they posted something that compared 
a woman being sexually coerced by her boss to a boss coercing someone to get vaccinated um basically like have sex with me or lose your job get vaccinated or lose your job and they were saying that it's the same thing it's coercion and both are them wanting to put something inside me that i don't want and i do not see it that way um they are absolutely both forms of coercion uh but i think that coercion can be you know kind of a negative thing or it can be a positive thing you know like using coercion on your kid or something and i don't think it's the best thing to do uh but you know like do your homework or you're not gonna go out and play with tim that is non-violent but it is a form of coercion but anyway that's like that's the long way of saying that because of this post i i lost a bit of the respect i still do respect this person um i think they're a fairly wonderful human being um and they've done a lot of good things but i i did lose a little bit of respect for them because of that post and then i started having other people who i also used to work with just coming at me with all these like talks about vaccine and shit like that and i'm like dude all i was saying is that not all coercion is bad and you guys are bringing all this up what do you think of that like do you what do you think about like is it really respect like if you don't if you don't know somebody are you really like are you just being polite are you being cordial or do you actually respect them as like you know the quote unquote oh they're a fellow human being well i mean i think that part is true i think that if you are aware enough and conscious enough and you're you're able to kind of wade through the bullshit of somebody being a human being and you can just respect the fact that they're another human being on their journey going through their process Mm -hmm. and yeah you can respect that but it's i think we've probably talked about it before working in wilderness um you know it was like it's not that you don't like the person you just don't like their behavior sure yeah and 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 we did you know, one of the big things to do was to separate a person from their behavior. Yeah. So I think respect can kind of go along with that where you can re- still respect a person, but you're not going to respect their behavior. Um, cool. And I think it's also, it's just so hard because we are human. We are fallible. And do you lose respect for somebody because you find something out about them? Um, a good example that drove me freaking nuts last year uh, was the attempt to cancel Dr. Seuss for somebody interpreting his drawings as racist. Like in, in that instance, how many people lost respect for Dr. Seuss? And then I started to read more about him in his life and I did start losing some respect because he was he was kind of a terrible person really i didn't know that how so uh so his (laughs) wife was dying of cancer i think it was and he started having an affair and just like was completely unsupportive of that process um and then was just like a, a philanderer and it's just like well i mean again you have to separate 
the kind of the hero from the human in that one, right? Because he yeah. did some he did some fantastic things for the world of literature and kids reading and whatnot. But as a human being, he maybe wasn't all that great. That's always something that I struggle with. You know, when I hear about so-and-so and like a particular author, I'm going to use JK Rowling because she's um, a pretty big one that <clears throat> has a lot of people who hate her. As you know, she wrote some little books called Harry Potter. Uh, it's It's come to people's attention that she is, what is it, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist or TERF. Um, uh, so she's like, you know, women are women, men are men kind of thing. That's the gist of it. And a lot of people were like, well, we're not going to read J.K. Rowling anymore. We're not going to read Harry Potter, you know. And so they were basically like saying like all these cool things that she had done were negated because in her personal life she's – you know, bigoted or whatever. <laughs> she has That's, an opinion. You know, <laughs> she had an opinion that they didn't agree with. And I'm just like, that's dumb. Like the books are still great. Like I actually had a friend of mine who reviews books pretty frequently and uh, her book reviews are fantastic. Uh, but at one point she actually apologized because she used a quote from Harry Potter. And I was like, it's a valid quote. Like, it's still a good quote. It doesn't matter. Like, like I quoted John Lennon, right? I quoted him once, and I had a bunch of people, like, laying into me on my Facebook saying things like, oh, you know, those are great words coming from a guy who's, like, a wife beater and all this stuff. And I was like, I hear you. I get where you're coming from. That stuff, maybe he was kind of a piece of crap, it doesn't mean this quote doesn't have validity. You know what I mean? My thought on the whole thing, particularly with JK Rowling is like, okay, you don't like her. You can still think like, Hey, I respect the work. It's pretty awesome. I'm just not going to give her money from now on. I'm stealing her books. You know, I don't know. <laughs> like, just You know, if you don't want to support her, don't support her, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't read her, her writing. Like her writing's pretty good. <laughs> you know yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think just... if we dig deep enough john like i think if we dig deep enough into like anybody that's like held in esteem you're gonna find something that they did that was crappy uh kevin hart remember he was gonna host like the oscars or something and somebody dug up a tweet from like fucking 10 years ago that he probably forgot about and was it was it kind of crappy yeah, but it was also a little more acceptable. Like as you go further back, you know, it's a little more acceptable to, acceptable to do certain things. That's part of growth. So if you are going to like cancel somebody who did something 10 years ago, you're not even allowing them the opportunity to grow. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just got a thought in my head about Kevin Hart. That is completely irrelevant. No, I want to uh, hear it though. <laughs> I just I happened to watch like this. I think it was a short. This is kind of the new th thing that YouTube has on their platform. Mm -hmm. And it was he was talking to Don Cheadle. Is it Don Cheadle or Dan Cheadle? Don Cheadle. And uh, Don Cheadle's just like in the middle of a story. He's like, and I'm 56, you know. And Kevin Hart's just like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> and uh, so then she she just looks at him like, really? That that's how you're gonna respond to my age? <laughs> and then they just kind of go into this thing where, <laughs> where where Kevin Hart just like, oh, I just said damn. <laughs> and Cheetah's like, no, that that's not how you said it. He's like, yeah, I just said damn. He's like, you're getting quieter, and that's not how you said it. <laughs> so so uh, tangent. I completely forgot what you were talking about because I was thinking about Kevin Hart. That's awesome. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, I think I was saying about like it was uh, going like like going back and like not oh, allowing can, people to yeah, from their mistakes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's just it is it's ridiculous and it's. It kind of reminds me of the type of people that are like, save the planet, you know, let's save the planet. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's, let's curb climate change, but I'm not going to stop drinking $6 coffee. I'm going to continue to drive a car and I'm going to continue to work in an industry that pollutes the environment. Like you, I'm sorry, you can't have it both ways. In my, in my book, it's kind of a black and white. Like if you are truly about saving the earth, you need to completely change your lifestyle, not curb it a little bit. Because uh, I, I think I, I saw a study at some point and like if, if the entire world lived the way the Western world does, we need like four and a half earths to have enough resources. And I mean, and, and until we like go back quite a bit in, 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 in what we do on a day-to-day basis and how we decide to live as human beings. Like, you know, climate change is going to happen. It's one of those things that happens anyways, in my opinion. I think, it, well, I think science says it too. It happens anyways, you know. We get ice ages and we get heat waves. <laughs> and it's, it's going to happen. It may be accelerated by humans, but either way, it's going to happen and we're just going to have to adapt like we have for thousands of years. If you believe in that kind of thing. It's like the, the movie, the, the movie Hannah, you saw that, right? With Saoirse Ronan. Oh yeah. That was such a good movie, but that, that tagline adapt or die, you know, that says it for like, I think for, for, for yeah, pretty much everything. Like this is the situation you're in, whether you like it or not figured out you know adapt or die yeah which i mean i i i don't see a lot of people that are willing to live the lifestyle necessary to to be adaptive to what's going to happen it's going to be more like we're going to hit a wall and then everybody's going to have to change the way they live we're going to have to run out of oil or a catastrophic event that that involved, you know, was bigger than a hurricane in Louisiana. Um, you know, obviously a pandemic wasn't enough to change everybody's lifestyle. No. If, if, if anything, consumerism grew. Yeah. I mean, people were, they were going out less, but then, you know, they were just, they were just buying more shit on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. As a UPS driver, I was definitely aware of that. Because you were um, an indispensable employee that, had to be out there during a pandemic. <laughs> essential worker. Yeah, yeah, you were essential because man, 
if I can't, if I, if I can't get my, you know, I don't know, my foam toe separators, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> yeah. And especially if it's not there in two days. I've, yeah. I've actually noticed uh, with my Amazon orders lately, they're not, they're not saying like two days anymore, even for prime. They're saying like, Hey, this is when it'll get there by, but they're not going <laughs> to. Yeah. Like I haven't, I've ordered a few things this year and most of them have said like, it'll be here by this date. And it's usually been about a week. And you know what? As someone who grew up in the 80s, and then it said package may take six to eight weeks for delivery, and I didn't have any way of tracking it. Um, I'm cool with Amazon being like, it'll be a week. <laughs> you know? Like, okay. And I can track it. Cool. So, yeah, I, uh, I actually I live right by a hub, so I, I still get things two days pretty frequently, if not sometimes even nice. a day. Yeah, it's nice. Nice. It's nice. When I worked at UPS, I was like, I'm not ordering anything off Amazon. Now I don't work anymore. I was like, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> Sorry, UPS drivers. Oh, dude, what? that that, uh, <laughs> that actually reminds me of a, the dream I had last night. This is like the weirdest, weirdest thing. And it does tie in with what you were just talking about with the UPS drivers and stuff. And I, I actually... I wanted, I did want to bring it up to you anyway, um, but I think that you gave me a good segue because I want, I want to analyze this. And I'm curious what you think this dream means. Okay, ready? Yeah. I am in my kitchen. Um, you have a vague idea of what my apartment looks like. I'm in my kitchen and I'm doing dishes. Um, I hear the doorbell ring and I hear FedEx guy. And I turn and I see him silhouetted in the screen door. You know, I had the main door open. While I'm doing dishes, I start walking toward him. You know, I drive my hands, start heading toward the door. Every three or four steps, I say, FedEx guy. And he says, yep. <laughs> and for some reason, I mean, you know, my apartment's not terribly large, but for some <laughs> reason, it takes me a long time to get to him. Like I say FedEx guy like three or four times. And he says, yep. After each one. As I'm almost to the door, as I'm almost there, I see him, I see his, you know, silhouette, set down the package, and he starts turning to walk away. And just as my hand hits the door, I'm like, FedEx guy, I look over, and John, he was wearing brown. <laughs> that was no FedEx guy. And it got me thinking about friends, you know, people that I have that are like, oh, yeah, we're friends. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm the only one who ever reaches out. Yeah, I, that's, that's kind of how I'm reading it. I wouldn't say it's about you, but it's about other people who are telling you who they are. Saying they're the FedEx guy. Yeah. And, but they're the but, guy. but when you actually look at them, you're like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I would say. I would definitely say it's, I don't know if it's necessarily friends or if it's somebody, if it's a specific person or, or what it is, but were you having any of those thoughts before you had the dream? I would say yes. Um, like this, this weekend, uh, I had a really hard time. Um, I have friends. I don't, I, I mean, you know, we live here in Junction and I I have Amber, I have the cat, 
Um, and occasionally I have uh, two other people that I hang out with. And it just seems more and more that like nobody has time for me. You know, nobody calls and says like, hey, do you want to do something? So I'll, you know, you know, Amber was like, hey, why don't you, you know, reach out to them, see if they want to, you know, plan something. And so I, I do. And they're just, they're always too busy. And I'm just like, I, I feel, I feel really isolated, man. I feel really isolated and alone. And I'm just like, you know, I have literally driven over a thousand miles to hang out with a friend. And yeah. I, it's it's seriously it seems like like am I just that big of an asshole? <laughs> like I don't get it, you know. <laughs> like uh, I don't I, I don't think you can say I've driven a thousand miles to hang out with somebody and then in the next breath say am I an asshole? I don't I don't know though. Like maybe that person doesn't see me that way, but maybe a lot of other people that are like friendly with me, maybe they don't really like me. And that's that's kind of how I feel. Like I, I hate sounding like I'm a five year old right now, but like a lot of times I feel like nobody likes me. Yeah, you do sound like Joe a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but that's also a risk we take when we put ourselves out in the world, right? Like maybe yeah. people like us, and maybe people don't. And the ones that do, awesome. The ones that don't, fuck them. You know, I, yeah. that's that's what I've learned at throughout the years. I. I'm definitely an acquired taste. Um, not <laughs> there's a lot of people that don't that don't dig what I get, throw out there. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I've I've just approached it a little bit differently. Is you know, if you don't dig what I got and I don't dig what you got, then there's really no skin off of either one of our backs. And I guess that's might be a little bit confusing. For for me knowing you like i i've always perceived you more as an introvert and somebody who who doesn't mind being alone i would say yes but let's like look at my year dude tried to go back to work had a bit of a mental break and in in this entire year i think i've hung out with people for maybe 15 days with like other people, you know, aside from that, it's just been me, the cat and Amber. And there's, you know, I, I love Amber very much and, and it's good to hang out with her. I just, I, you know, I, I typically am introverted and I need to recharge after I'm hanging out with people. And at the same time, it's like, it's like I'm in a drought, you know, and I'm like, I've had the time to recharge. Now I'm going fucking stir crazy and like bashing my head on the kitchen counter. Cause I'm like freaking out so much. Cause I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the word I think you used was feeling isolated. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think, I think, you know, when you think about being alone versus being isolated, I think those are two two very different words that usually are used as synonyms. Because, yeah. like, being alone is, yeah, you're alone. Like, you're by yourself. Yeah. But be, being isolated is more of a, the, that, that beingness of alone isn't going to change. There's, 
there's not much hope for that to be different, which yeah. I, which makes sense as why you would start banging your head on a counter because you feel that way. Yeah. And that is, that is how I have felt. I've, I've, you know, I, I don't typically mind being alone when I go camping. Generally, I want to be alone. You know, I don't want to go camping with lots of other people. They've been feeling really isolated and it kind of blows. It makes me think of, um, you know, Tom Hanks in freaking Castaway. Like, am I going to like freak out and like, am I like genuinely going to be having conversations with the cat pretty soon? <laughs> don't you already? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> but like I'm not hearing him answer. And I <laughs> I think I think that's where Tom Hanks was like, Oh Wilson, you know, like <laughs> when he when he float when he's floating away. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wilson, I'm sorry. <laughs> like with my cat, like I don't like obviously like yes, I would feel terrible if something happened to him, but he's you know living being um who occasionally and seems to enjoy me petting him though i have actually been feeling like so crappy lately that i'm just like i don't think the cat even likes me (laughs) but he's a cat so like you know who does he like anyways who does yeah i I honestly i don't even know if like he's all over amber 90 percent of the time but i'm not sure he even likes her or if he's just like you're my pillow slave <laughs> sit on the couch so i may rest upon you yeah i like the way you smell <laughs> give me my treats you filthy human now get away from me <laughs> rub my belly nope too long now i'm going to kick and bite at you <laughs> touch me but not that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's so weird, dude. Like, he'll like he'll literally like Amber will come out of the bedroom or whatever, and he'll like look at her and he'll be walking away, and then he'll like just flop, like flip himself over onto his stomach and like stare at her, and she's like, okay, and she starts petting his stomach, and then he like grabs her with his front paws and just starts kicking the shit out of her with his back ones, and like he's actually like gotten her pretty good, and she's like, oh, time to clip the nails. Cause he's like drawn blood, but it's funny. Cause he'll be doing that and I'll come up and I'll just put a hand on him and I'll be like, knock it off. And he just stops that. He's just like rubbing his head on my hand and purring. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, why are you like, cause I actually think it's cute. And I think he did it to me like a couple times and I, it doesn't bother me. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, does this mean he likes you more? Or he likes me more. I really don't know. Like, are you his just like, are you just his couch? <laughs> <laughs> and petting device and he actually like wants to occasionally see me i don't know but cats are weird That's... well let's <laughs> let's let's bring it full circle uh do you think it has anything to do with respect does he because like i in my household we have a dog instead of a cat and yeah. i know for sure that tigger respects me and will mm-hmm. listen to me over anybody else you've I mean, always I... been like dogs though like you're phenomenal with dogs you're like fucking caesar milan (laughs) and and not as famous or as well off (laughs) but but more more power to him because like i heard about his you know origins like you know coming here with like nothing and like living on hot dogs for like a dollar a day so you know props to him 
respect to him for pushing through and thriving, you know? Yeah. And doing it for the dogs. Yeah. He's amazing. I, I've always, I have had, I've always respected that dude. There's, I've watched his show. I've read his books and I've never been like, you're an idiot or that doesn't work. Cause he genuinely cares. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and he knows what the hell he's doing. It's he's, yeah. So I mean, cause there's, I'm sure you do it too. You've read books and you're just like you're an idiot. You oh yeah, know, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh yeah, you're, absolutely. You're just selling books. Oh no, dude. There was a book um, that I read. I think it was last year. Um, so you know, I I love reading about stoicism and this book. The guy, <laughs> the book was called like How to Be a Stoic. <laughs> And uh, I honestly think he just looked up the word stoic um, because being stoic and being a stoic, as, as you know, are very, very different. But his book was just, I can't even describe it. Like it was just, it was wrong. It was all wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, no, this is not the book. I think I, 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 I'm pretty sure it was one of my few books that I disliked that I did finish because I, if I don't finish a book, I won't review it. I don't think that's fair to the author. But I, I finished this one, and I think I think I gave it one or two stars. Like there weren't, it wasn't that nothing he said had merit. It was just like his focus of the book, the title. It was it shouldn't have been called that. And and then the fact that it, it took him like five chapters or some shit to even get to being stoic he talked about all this other stuff first and then he's like how to be stoic and i was like what what was this filler crap then just yeah so, terrible so, so you finished it out of spite um i wanted to see if it would get better um, i wanted to see if he would be able to like tie things together and it, it was actually not a bad bad book it was just a bad book on stoicism because it was literally it literally had nothing to do with stoicism. Like I genuinely believe he saw the definition of the word stoic, which is like hiding emotions and like, you know, stiff upper lip kind of thing, which is not what it is. And I think he was like, Oh, I'm gonna write a book about this. And he managed it. So you gotta give him credit for that. Like, hey, he wrote like a hundred and fifty page book of, you know based on the definition of a word nice job uh, coherent i'm guessing somewhat fairly yeah and, and there was advice in there that was not bad advice like there were you know different techniques that he talked about that it's like those are those are valid things you know you're not really writing a book on stoicism but a lot of the ideas that you have here are are good ideas yeah i think i gave it a two so i i think just it was rename uh, it motherfucker yeah, just re- honestly, like rename it, and I, I would probably boost your score up to like a, a three, which isn't <laughs> you bad. Get another star. Yeah, that's not a that's not a bad a three star review is not a bad one, you know. If I give you a two star, like I'm not saying it was a bad book, it was okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah, two stars isn't one star. Can exactly. you do z- can you do zero? Um, I mean, I could just not yeah i could i i'm i'm pretty sure i could just not put a star rating and just say i finished it but i don't i don't think if you write a review i don't think you can not put a star 
but I mean, didn't like it is didn't like it. And then, you know, you can fill, fill in the details in your review. Yeah. My reviews are all, they all look like they were written by like a 12 year old. Oh, <laughs> on, stop on like, <laughs> no, seriously, who's drunk? <laughs> drunk 12 year old. Hey, that's, that's convenient. That's the age I was the first time I got drunk. Actually, I think that might have been for me as well. I know that, was, I know that how, it was how old I was when I first tried uh, pot. And our friends down the street, our neighbors, known them since we were kids. You know, like I, they're the kind of people I, I don't know. I don't remember not knowing them. They started growing it in their basement. It was cool. They had like this whole hydroponics garden, and they were showing me how to like do stuff to like, you know, take care of the plants if needed. Um, but yeah, we got free weed so like, I literally smoked weed like every single day while I was 12 which I'm sure is awesome for my developing brain yeah you turned out just fine I just, I'm wondering like how high would my IQ be if I hadn't done that <laughs> and why has it been steadily dropping over the last 10 years maybe you gotta smoke weed again no thanks <laughs> No, that, uh, well, I told you that I tried edibles, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I stopped smoking weed because it just makes me feel like absolute shit. Like, I know some people are like, oh, it's calm, I feel good. I, I am not that person, and edibles were no different. And I, I had hoped they would be, you know. That's how desperate I've been this year to, like, deal with my mood. But, like, oh, my God, I felt like shit for, like, a day afterwards. Well, I guess I'm going to have to make the thousand mile journey just to visit your fridge. Yeah, dude. We'll go camping, go hiking, and eat all the edibles. I don't give a fuck. They yeah. are going to sit there. They literally are going to sit there. Well, if you're listening to this, don't eat my candy bars. <laughs> all right. They're spoken for people. Never mind. <laughs> John's got them. Yeah. Oh, uh, what can I say? I. I I understand your situation. I've met a number of people that marijuana just does not agree with them. Um, but uh, I'm not one of those. I I think I would at some point in my life like to pull off the Seth Rogan and spend every day of my life high just just for a while. I just want to see like what would happen. If I woke up and smoked and started feeling like I was coming down and smoked and just did that all day long until I went to sleep, I would, I would just, I would like to see what my life would be like if I did that for like two months. That would be a cool, that would be a cool experiment. <laughs> and, see, and then like, see like, how are you, like, in what ways are you being creative? Are you just sitting on your ass playing video games? You know, like how, cause I don't, I mean, you don't really have that option. You know, not right now, not with the, not with the girls. Yeah, no, not a, no, no way. I mean, actually, like, I I do feel like if I get the right high, which I'm at a pretty good place in my life right now where I know how to do that pretty consistently. If I'm at the right high, I'm actually a better dad. I'm more attentive. I'm more compassionate. Um, I'm more engaged. I can get more on a child level, surprisingly. <laughs> And I have a really good time with my girls when I'm at the right level of high um, yeah. versus, versus like being stressed out. Dad got home from work and they're screaming at me because they want attention. And it's just like, 
I need to get high before I deal with this shit. <laughs> but it's yeah. it's it's interesting to me because that that does remind me of like the 1950s stereotype, you know, where like a daddy's home, here's his martini, kids, you leave him alone for a bit. Um, but the thing, I, I just saw a uh, a meme today that said, um, and I I actually would say I, I I completely agree with this. It said that um, you know five guys who get drunk uh, are going to start fights. Five guys who get high are probably going to start a band. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like it's, but think about it. Like uh, even when I did smoke pot and I like enjoyed it um, for that like year or whatever. Um, and then a couple times in my early twenties, um, I didn't want to get in a fight with anybody, you know, I was just having a good time. I was relaxed, feeling good, you know? And, uh, but then I think about the times where I've just gotten like raging drunk and the key word is raging, man. Like I've, I've gone completely ape shit on people when I was drinking. And that is one why I, I very rarely drink anymore is like, I don't need the alcohol to go ape shit and uh, I don't want to, you know, open up that possibility, you know, where I, you don't even have the control anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel fortunate with drinking that I've never been uh, abusive or angry drunk. Um, I usually have a pretty good time, but it's just kind of love the weed thing with you. Like, I just feel like shit. I, I, <laughs> I used to drink a lot until I was 21 and then I turned 21 and I was like, well, now it's not rebellious anymore. So I'm going to do it less. And then I, for a long time, I didn't drink at all. And then I, every once in a while now I'll, I'll drink once or twice a year to celebrate something. And I'm just, a, am a big dude and it takes a lot of alcohol for me to even start getting a buzz. And yeah. by the time I drink enough to get a buzz, I'm, I'm well on my way. And Every single time, even when I was young, I puke. I puke every single time. And yeah. when I was young, it was kind of a good thing because I felt better the next day. Now, mm -hmm. I'm I'm down and out for the whole next day, if not two days after drinking. And yeah. so it's just like, it's, it's not worth it to me. And, and it's not worth it to me to drink a drink or drink two drinks because it's like I'm not, I'm not even getting a buzz. And I don't really enjoy the taste. Like beer, beer is disgusting. Whiskey's disgusting. I can drink some vodka, tequila <laughs> if I'm really drunk. <laughs> That's funny to me because, like, I enjoy beer, some of them, you know. Uh, I enjoy some whiskeys, but I got like super depressed and like drank i don't know how much vodka and so like the smell of vodka now kind of turns my stomach and if it's like in a good mixed drink i'll still probably drink it uh but it is definitely one that i avoid um rum is a, is one that i like as long as it's in coke i think rum plain is just the worst thing on earth <laughs> uh, and then tequila you, you know what el toro is the little tequila, uh, it's tequila. It's got like a little sombrero for like the cap. <laughs> no, um, it, it's a super inexpensive um, tequila, and I do believe that all tequila tastes essentially how it smells, which is like a landfill on a hot day. It smells and tastes <laughs> hot garbage. Um, 
but uh i remember one time it was a party it was like 2002 so almost 20 years ago uh <laughs> at this party and i had been drinking vanilla coke with captain morgan delicious drink i drank nearly a gallon of captain morgan so i was obliterated uh, i did not have to drive that night my girlfriend at the time was not a drinker um so she was able to drive me but um <laughs> i remember like snapshots of the night and i remember at one point sitting in the backyard on the ground you know cross-legged with a bottle of el toro drinking it and everybody's like dude this shit's so gross i was like no way man it tastes like skittles oh. <laughs> like so drunk that i thought that tasted like skittles and i'll tell you dude i've had i've had i've had patron that was like the the really expensive stuff you know like 150 200 a bottle patron it still tastes like hot garbage. So for me to think that that tasted like Skittles, <laughs> I was like out of my gourd and my taste buds apparently were drunk too. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the, the bit by Jim Brewer about alcohol? Probably, but I would yeah. love for you to remind me. Oh yeah. I can only remind you. I'm not even going to attempt to do it like him. Cause he just does it so well, but he basically like, goes through the stages of drinking and like you have a little bit of beer and they're like the frat boys. And then you have the, the whiskey come in and they're Irish and getting a little <laughs> bit more rambunctious and goes down the line and gets to tequila. And he's doing like this really awesome Mexican accent and getting a little aggressive. And then he's, he's like, ay, 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 ay. and then, <laughs> and then the shots get fired and the bouncer's like, everybody out. <laughs> He's talking about like a party in the stomach. And so he's like, it's coming out one end or the other. That's facts right there. That's generally how tequila works. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Uh, maybe I'll even, uh, I think I can do show notes um, for each episode. Uh, maybe I can put a link to that video in there if, there's, if it's on YouTube. It definitely is. Then I'll, yeah, I'll, if I remember, I'll try to put it in there. Um, and since I listened to our podcast multiple times while editing it, <laughs> I'm sure I won't forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I said that. Oh, yeah. I said yeah. That. Oh, man. I am. I went mountain biking after work because I got off work early today and mm-hmm. I, had a li- I had a little oopsie moment and I've got a big piece of flesh hanging off the back of my leg and I'm covered in blood. Jeez. Would you, Oh, you missed the pedal. Didn't you? Uh, yeah. Well, I like hit a bump and my, my one foot slipped off. <sighs> and so then I slammed my ass. I was standing up and I slammed my ass on the seat. Oh and God. My other, my other foot flipped off, which then caused the pedals to spin. And then it just raked the back of my leg. Damn. Should send yeah. me a photo of that. <laughs> okay, we'll put it on the podcast site or something. I don't know. <laughs> Figure something out. The the eps that'll be the episode thumbnail. Maybe I don't know. Like I kind of like. Uh, in case anybody's wondering, John had mentioned Tigger, his dog, earlier. That is who our current photo is of. It's Tigger. He was playing with a ball and sitting funny and then looked back at me and I took a picture of him and I was like, this is perfect because it kind of looks like he's shitting out our names. 
<laughs> that's why yeah. I picked it. I was like, that's yeah. cute. He's, He's also bad. looking at me like, paint me, Warren. <laughs> paint me like one of your French girls or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. You, dude, do you remember, um, was it your old bike, the one from the 80s or whatever? Your cruising bike? That, you, that I uh, did this on? Yeah. No, it's, it's my new mountain bike. Okay. Do you remember, like, I remember in the 80s, like, the BMX bikes that I rode, um... They were like metal with literally jagged teeth on them. And I was like, who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Like, okay, they'll grip your shoe a little better, but if your foot comes off, you're, it's like you're gonna it's like getting attacked by a shark. Yeah, I've got multiple scars on my shins from those types of pedals. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember those finally growing up uh slipping quite a bit and shoop, right on the shin. Mm-hmm. Right on well, the bone. like be like doing off-road stuff, you know, like jumping your bike or doing some other dumb thing, showing off to your friends. And yeah, it was like pretty common. Like friends of mine had their legs pretty ripped off. <laughs> that reminds me, uh, there's a an old British show called The Mitchell and Webb Look or That Mitchell and Webb Look. And uh, one of the skits on it, it's a sketch comedy, obviously, because I just said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it's called... Um, angel summoner and the bmx bandit <laughs> and uh they're a superhero team <laughs> and <What>? like <laughs> each each of the skits it was like multiple skits throughout the episode but each one bmx bandit's like all right what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna jump over the fence i'm gonna spin the bike around hit him with the rear tires knocking all the guns out of their hands and like he just goes on this intricate plan and then angel summoner whose name is what he is, it's like, hmm, that's a good plan. Or I could just summon a, an army of the heavenly hosts to descend upon them and destroy them. <laughs> you know? And the kid's always just like, what good am I, you know? People are always thinking <laughs> angel summoner. And then on the last skit in the episode was, you know, like or the second to last skit was like, I promise next time you get to do it. And the last skit, it's like 30 terrorists and all this stuff. And an angel summoner's like, this is what I think you should do, you know, because I promised you'd get to do it this time. <laughs> and BMX Bandit's like, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe this would be the one where you should call the the heavenly hosts. <laughs> he's like, nope, a promise is a promise. And he ends up, like, <laughs> ends up trying to go for it. He's like, I'm gonna take this jump, and it's like a 50 foot jump on his BMX bike, you know, and he jumps. <laughs> He's like, I'm doing it. Oh my gosh, I'm doing it. <laughs> He's like, man, I never thought I'd be able to hang air this long and have a full conversation with you while. And then like, Wait, <laughs> did you summon invisible angels? Are they holding my bike right now? <laughs> like, getting mad. He's like, you send those angels away. And he's like, okay. He sends them away and then he plummets to his death. <laughs> oh God, you got to see it. It's so funny. I think it was like episode two. It's, that's such a funny show, man, that Mitchell and Webb look. And you can find all those episodes online. How old is it? Uh, not super old. I want to say, say like 2003 to 2010, 2006, 2010, somewhere in there. So early 2000s. Um, the very first episode, man. Super funny. The very first, like the very first skit. Oh, my God. It's, it's got Nazis in it it's in a uh, good way <laughs> in a, in a, well yeah i mean because 
you, you know, I think Nazis are good for shooting in video games and learning what not to do. Um, they were snappy dressers, uh, but they're fun to make fun of too. And they deserve it. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, if you, you know, kill millions of people, maybe you do a little bit. Maybe you do. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, how many, how many, uh, Muslims and Arabs and Middle Easterners have died at the hands of America for what we believe in? Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. I, I, you know, I, I just wish people would stop. Like, we're all here. We're all on this planet. And I think that's sometimes why I'm so depressed. And like, it's like, I can't like just let that go. I know I should, but like, like, why are we like so shitty to one another? Yeah. Well, that reminds me of two songs. One uh, is the Abbott brothers. And they, they have a line in one of their songs of like, there's a lot of reasons to be mad. Let's not pick one. And then there's another one. Brett Denon makes me crazy or something like that. And he just talks about a bunch of the atrocities in the world. And he's like, how's it, how am I not crazy yet from knowing all of this and just continuing to live my life? Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm the same. You have to numb yourself to it to a certain extent because it's, it's, it is all fucking crazy. It's nuts what is going on in the world. However, I do think this Afghanistan thing and the Taliban thing, like it's not great. I'm not, I'm going to admit it's not great, but at the same time, long term, it might be a good thing for people to realize that in different areas of the world, people are going to live in different ways. And as long as we don't prohibit travel to and from those places, everything will be just fine because everybody's just a little bit different. That's, that is the one thing I learned serving in the military and going overseas Mm -hmm. is that it doesn't matter where you go. It really doesn't matter where you go for the most part. Most people are just trying to live their lives and have a little fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I was going to say something kind of harsh. I'm not going to now, but do um, it, do it, do it. I uh, I just, so like, I know a lot of people are, are like raging at president Biden right now on, on both parties, which by the way, there should be more than two. Um, but oh, we won't get into that. Um, Next week on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about ranked choice voting for an entire episode. Um, but no, um, you know, these very same people that are pissed at him for withdrawing troops after 20 plus years um, were so, a lot of them were the same people saying like do it, like send them for one thing, right? Um, then a lot of these people who are also pissed at him for withdrawing are the same people who were angry because you know why are we policing the entire globe? You know why shouldn't you know why aren't we here? You know taking care of things on the home front, you know. And I get them a little more. I tend, like I'm very much a like we don't need to police the globe. We have enough problems of our own, and we should address those. Um, you know, 
help yourself before you help someone else, put your mask on before you put on your child's mask kind of thing. Yep. Yep. Um, and so it's the situation there. I do think sucks. People are getting killed. Bad things are happening. Um, and it's getting a lot of media attention, which I won't get into <laughs> either. I think we touched on that last week. Yeah. About, we did. <laughs> or maybe no matter what, like you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, it doesn't ma- like if he keeps troops there, people are pissed. Like, why are we still fighting this endless war? I'm with that. Why are we fighting endless wars? Like so that the federal government can tax us legally, maybe um, <laughs> because they're, you know, the federal government is not supposed to tax you unless there's a state of war, which is crazy since we've been at war pretty much since 1950, um, give or take. Uh, but um Okay. And, w- and when did income tax start? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> weird, weird. Um, but yeah, like that's, I, I guess that's all that was like, I'm trying to say is like, people are angry at him. And it's like, you can't, you can't please everybody. And he's doing what he thinks is right. And then I think the harsh thing comes in. Um, Cause I don't think any of that was harsh. Uh, what I'm going to say next might sound harsh. Um, I just don't know what else to say about it. Uh, they were there for 20 years. You had 20 years, and it sucks so bad what's going on there. But you had 20 years. And why are our kids, these are our kids over there getting shot at and hurt and killed? Try to help these people stabilize their government, and their government literally collapsed in what, hours? Yeah, they gave up. Come on. You had 20 years. Did you think, you know, we were going to be there forever? Like, at one, you know, and and like being allies with a country, like, it doesn't mean you're there all the time. It means you're you're allies. You know, you're not constantly there because you have your thing to do too. And it's just, it does suck. You had 20 years. And I think enough of our kids have died too. Yeah. Does that sound super harsh? I I think it does sound a little harsh. And at the same time, it sounds, it's, it's, it, that's what it is, man. It's true. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's harsh and you touched on a couple things. One, one of the things I want to reply with is I am not a Biden supporter. I don't <laughs> think he handled the withdrawal very well. And what I heard on the radio today is they're already talking about bringing into the court system that, that whole sh- debacle. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the Republic, the Republicans spent four years fighting off impeachments and legal battles for Trump and saying how ridiculous, ridiculous it is that they're attacking him and going after him in this way. And then the first chance that they get, they're like, yep, let's let's bind him up in litigation. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, that's just not what needs to happen. Um, the 20 year thing. Yeah. It's, it's been a long fucking time that we've been over there. Um, and you say, you said like, they're an ally. So do we need to be there? And if you look at it, yeah, we do. Because look at Japan, look at Germany, look at, look at where all of our air force bases are and Mm. staging areas are where we have permanent bases throughout the globe. And that was one of the first things I, I hit on when I started 
becoming awake while I was still in the military is why, why did we need bases in Afghanistan and Iraq? Do you know what countries in between those two? Not offhand. My geography is terrible. Iran. Oh yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Doesn't that make sense? As soon as as soon as I say it, they're like, "Oh yeah, that. Why wouldn't we surround Iran?" Yeah. And and then having twenty years to fight a war. You, I mean, going into it, you know, we got into it very quickly for the World Trade Center, Osama bin Laden, who's been dead mm-hmm. for ten years now. I think. I think it's been a decade. Um, around there yeah and uh how i just i really don't understand how you look at history in that region and say yeah it's a good idea to try to occupy this because the the russians weren't successful the persians weren't successful you know we can we can go you can go back over 120 years and realize that nobody's been successful in occupying that region so yeah, I, I've I've never been a supporter of being in Afghanistan, um, and it's it's only gotten worse since you know it's been a decade since the person that we went to Afghanistan for has been dead. Yeah, and that ties all into respect, folks. Um, <laughs> I think we should start respect your up government. To... <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Question your government and um, be a learn critical what thinking choice. individual that doesn't subscribe to a two-party system. That's all. Yeah, learn what ranked choice voting is and support it and push for it in your area because it will literally be the only way your vote fucking matters. Soapbox stepping down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think everything we've talked about in some way ties in with respect, and you know, in some cases maybe a little bit of disrespect because I think some people have that coming. Um, I think some situations aren't worth respecting. Yeah. Well, and regardless of how you feel about this, how this episode went, listeners uh, respect our opinions and thoughts or, 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 or don't honestly, (laughs) like, you know, I would say accept them because that's like, this is, these are thoughts we're having. They may change. Because, oh, my God, people can change. You know, in 10 years, I might not have the same viewpoint because I'm constantly growing and changing. Yeah. Um, And if you're listening, you should be, too. Yeah. And if me and Warren or one of us or both of us are famous in 10 years and you're using this podcast to try to demonize us and deplatform us, you can go fuck yourself. Yes. With that, next next week, we're going to talk about mistakes. (laughs) last week's episode was a big mistake um (laughs) those were not actually us that was an ai that stole our voices that's why it ran so long you guys like these aren't supposed to be this long john and i only ever talk for exactly 45 minutes never (laughs) (laughs) that's all i got man all right cool Until next time. Yes, sir. John and Warren Go on a Tangent was ad-libbed and produced by us. And we hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week.